everybody. Welcome back to another episode of My White Belt. Wow. Last week was a doozy of a week. There's uh, such a funny spectrum on the episode and one of the posts last week. Yeah, last week's episode, the title was a little clickbaity, and I'm not sorry. The uh, the episode was entitled, Are Women Annoying? And basically, the question was born out of a question asked by a woman who listens to the My White Belt podcast, and... It really it got a very broad it got a very broad range of responses, which I, I'm fascinated by the whole I'm fascinated by the whole thing. So we had an overwhelmingly positive response from men and women to the episode and to the post that I posted. And then we had some women who reached out and were irate and uh, until they listened to the episode until they until they realized that it was a question that came from a woman looking for an honest perspective from a man who trains jiu-jitsu and so all of the 100% of the people who reached out who started out irate by the episode title, Are Women Annoying, came back and said, wow, that was really great, and appreciated the perspective. And then there were the dudes, and again, overwhelmingly, most of you dudes thought that it was on on point, basic thesis being, hey, just don't... A, don't be weird. I don't need to rehash the whole thing for you. You probably listened to it or saw the post. Oh, but boy, oh boy, there were a handful. There were a handful of guys who came out to just pounce, to pounce on it. And isn't it funny how? And I know this is a jujitsu podcast, but I'm just gonna go talk about the world at large for a second. Isn't it funny how for some of us, we've become so unbalanced that everything becomes about one thing? And it, and it could literally be whatever that thing is that you are obsessed with, whatever the ideology that you're obsessed with, and everything becomes about one thing. And here's a here's a place I think where we can all do some reflecting and I'm not here to preach to you about anything other than if you're if you want to start jiu-jitsu, try jiu-jitsu. And if you're doing jiu-jitsu and you're discouraged, then um then I want you to stay with it. That's my lane, and I'm going to stay in my lane. But I just have to say that if you are a person who is living in a perpetual state of anger and rage 
because you are imposing certain ideologies. If you're like going around looking to be mad, if you're looking for reasons to be mad about something, that's no way to live your life. And it's definitely not going to help you become a better jujitsu player. So for people who were like, any conversations about women training jujitsu are, you know, it's just you're just being woke and you're just being this, that. It's like, okay, no. First and foremost, no. Second of all, just settle down, Skippy. You know, don't make everything about one thing. Don't be the person, man or woman, who is going through your life literally looking for things to fuel your rage. It's no way to live. Settle down, relax, particularly as it relates to jujitsu. Come in, train hard, train with a good attitude. I don't care who you're training with in, in terms of their gender, but adjust your game accordingly so that everybody gets a great training experience. Wisdom above everything else. If you can wish for anything, wish for wisdom and then let that wisdom uh, let that wisdom apply to everything. And in all things, just balance, balance perspective. Okay, so the other cool thing that happened this past week is in my beginner class, Monday night, I teach our beginner adults Mondays and Tuesdays at our academy. And, you know, you've heard me talk about we're affiliating with Brazilian Top Team, and it's awesome. And so my Monday night class, the um, Professor Lewis from BTT Danvers in Boston came by. He said, hey, I'm going to come by. I'm going to bring some of my guys um, just to experience your class, kind of see what you're doing. And I, was, and I was like, well, Professor, obviously, if you're coming, please, if you're coming, please teach. You know, I mean, I'm just... <laughs> Who am I to have you or your brown belt or your world champion blue belt, two of them, uh, in a class that I'm I'm teaching? And he said, no, 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 our guys, just, we want to come out. We want to support you guys. We want to get to know your guys. And um, and I said, okay. you know. And then again, when they showed up, I was like, if you want to take over, please take over. And so I had a class. I'm going to have to look at the the picture of our class, but we had to have over 20-something people in it. And I had, you know, everybody from, you know, one of our new professors and his top students to two trial class students who had never, ever, ever, ever set foot on a map before. And I was freaking, I was freaking, freaking out and one of the trial class students wears hearing aids so not only like not only was i freaking out with nerves from this class but i was also like screaming so that i could be make sure that everybody could hear me and i loved it and and thank god it went well and professor lewis is you know he's one of these guys who's just such a a well-respected 
leader, fighter, professor, and we're so thrilled to have him to to be able to train with him. And I know, you know, my coach Liam is is so excited to get to train with Professor Lewis and Professor Daniel and Professor Zach. And when I refer to Liam, the only reason that I don't refer to him as Professor routinely is because he doesn't ask for it. He doesn't, it's, it's kind of not his thing, but he is Professor Liam to me. So all of this, all of this to say that what a wild week. And then it gets even crazier in that after, after our class Monday night, I stayed around with, with our, with Professor Lewis and his crew and Sean, who is, I, I made, I posted about him as well. So Sean is, and I'm gonna I'll share his link so that you can follow him on Instagram. He's the number one juvenile blue belt in the world. He won worlds, I think, last year or the year before, and he is an uh, an earth shatteringly, devastatingly skilled grappler. He's 16. Sean is 16 years old. He's probably like five seven or five eight. He's a kid, and. He's a blue belt, and he is he's a world class he's a world champion, and he just literally mopped the floor with me he has a he has a he has a part time gig working at a at a little restaurant and a cafe in our town, so we all see him all the time, and whenever Sean's working, we all make sure that we go in and you know. He comes over and hangs out. We go stand over him when it's when it's not too busy and just talk about all kinds of stuff. But one of the things that I like to do, because it's how I'm wired, is I just like to give him shit all the time. And just kind of like I'll walk up and I'll, I'll walk up to him and I'll like try to get some kind of underhook or I'll try to arm drag him while he's like, you know, walking in the cafe. And of course, he reverses it and makes it very clear that he could that he could destroy me. And so Monday night after we all stayed and we rolled ghee and no ghee. And in both situations, he completely mopped the floor with me. And at one point in time, he had me mounted so tight. And then he's pretending to rain blows upon me. He's pretending to punch me in the face. And he's going, come on at my white belt. Come on, Mr. Podcast guy. Let's see what you've got. And he knew exactly what I had. And I said, hey, man, can you like, how do, what do I do here? And he's like, get out of it. And then he continues to, to pretend to punch me in the face. And it's awesome. And look, I'm a 51-year-old, 200 and, I don't know, 30-pound purple belt absolutely getting destroyed by a 16-year-old world champion. And, oh my gosh, you see the picture of this kid on the post. He's got like, you know, shoulders the size of Louisiana, and he's just this beast. And there's no part of me that feels bad or embarrassed you know this is this is how this works and we've just got to we've just got to know that we are not training against our training partners we're training with our training partners if i roll for 20 years with Sean from BTT i am i'm 
only going to get better. My goal, would I, would I love to get to a place in my jujitsu where I where I tap out, Sean? Sure, but my goal is my goal isn't to beat Sean. My goal is to be the best that I can possibly be. My goal isn't to beat anybody. My goal is to be the best that I can be. And I think that if that is if that's what we're looking for, if we're setting ourselves up to be the absolute best at jiu-jitsu that we can possibly be, I'm convinced that the likelihood of us subbing people that we dream of subbing is going to increase. I think our chances are going to get better. But as it stands right now, I got my butt handed to me by Sean repeatedly. And it's great. It's just great. And I hope if you're new, I hope if you're new and you are frustrated that you just have to know, especially if you're brand new, your job right now just isn't to sub people. It isn't. You just got to tap, show up, learn. Remember now that in in jiu-jitsu, even, we're even considered beginners at, at blue belt, right? So if you're like a two-stripe white belt, maybe you've been training for the better part of a year, your professor and in Brazilian jiu-jitsu at large considers us blue belts, uh, considers us beginners through blue belts. I was frustrated, you know, uh, frustrated. Yeah, I guess I was a little frustrated right before I got promoted to purple belt. And I was talking to one of my coaches, uh, Jeff. And Jeff said, how long have you been training jujitsu? And I said, I've been training jujitsu for four years. And he said, well, that's how long I've been a brown belt. And so it, it put everything into perspective. So don't be discouraged. Don't worry about getting tapped. Do your best. Show up and train hard and let go of everything else. Okay, so that's a long intro. Let's jump into some voicemails and maybe we'll do a couple of voicemails today and go a little on the long side. Hi Jim, my name is Juan. I live in Costa Rica in Central America. I love your podcast. I've been practicing this art for six months. I'm a white belt, 48 years old. What advice do you have for us, older people starting in this great art? Thank you. Wow, all the way from Costa Rica. Juan, thank you so much for tuning in and for the kind words and congratulations on starting jujitsu. As you all know, I started at 47. I'm 51 now, and I never, never played sports. And to say that I was out of shape would be the understatement of the year. As as older jujitsu players, it's it's critically you know just point by point, you have to stretch. You have you have to warm up. You have to stretch. You have to hydrate. You have to supplement with electrolytes. You have to make sure you're getting enough magnesium and potassium. I am not a doctor. Before you do anything that I tell you to do, clear it with your doctor. 
Uh, as Tim Ferriss says, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on the internet. But that being said, those things for me have been essential, critical. I have to warm up. I have to stretch. I have to hydrate. I have to have electrolytes. I personally like to use Calm Magnesium Powder, Calm, C-A-L-M. I don't know if it's available in Costa Rica. I love it. And then make sure that you're eating a banana, getting lots of potassium. Uh, make sure that you're looking after your knees. Make sure that, and by, by that, I mean, again, stretching, but if you need to wear, if you need to wear a knee brace for support, do it. Uh, listen, here's the thing. If you're, if you're in your late forties or, or even a little younger or significantly older, and you have decided to train Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that decision is noble and beautiful and admirable, and it's going to keep you sharp. And some of you need to hear this. You have to balance your pride and your ego in a way that allows you to train forever. You can go on YouTube and look up Coral Belts rolling BJJ and you will see guys in their 70s and 80s still rolling. That is only going to be you if you're wise now. If you're wise and disciplined and controlled. If you come in and you think that it's your job because of your age to show those young bucks who's boss, you are going to lose in a million ways. You're going to get injured and you're not going to be able to do jujitsu. And so now what? Anybody that has ever, if you've done any hiking, like here in the States, we have a lot of people who take time to hike the, to hike the um, Appalachian or Appalachian Trail, however people say it. And they have a saying in the hiking world where they say, hike your own hike. That means that when you've got your pack on your back and you are setting foot on the trail, on that journey, on that pilgrimage, that you have to hike your own hike. You're not there. You're not there to please somebody else. You're not there to impress somebody else. You're not there for somebody else to impose their way of doing things on you. You're there to hike your own hike. And the same is, is, same is true with jujitsu. You are on, Juan, you are on your own path. And I want you to be able to stay on that path for as long as is possible. There is no wisdom in overtraining. There is no wisdom in, in rolling recklessly. There is no wisdom in not tapping and blowing out a joint. And so I think, um, I, actually, I said at the beginning of the podcast, wisdom above all, wisdom above all. And if you have reached your late 40s, you should have acquired a certain level of wisdom by now. But the, 
the the balance that we're always looking for in every area of our life is to actually live what we know to be best. And that's why it can be really difficult when you're rolling with 20 and 30-year-old guys that are in great shape or, or, or even younger. If you're there and you are... Look, here's the thing, and this is actually... This, this feels like an important point. There's a world of white belts that are frustrated that they're not rolling like the purple belts in their school. And that just doesn't make any sense. There's a world of white belts that are comparing themselves to blue, purple, brown, and black belts. They're like, how can this person do this? And why can't I do this? And I can't get anywhere with them. It's because they've been training a lot longer. <laughs> They're at a different rank. It's in- it would be insane to think that you are that a, a white belt is just going to come in and 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 roll, or even drill like the purple belts in their in their class. Likewise, it's completely insane for a, a fifty plus year old person to come in and think that they're going to have the same athletic ability as a 22 year old it's 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 just not how it works and you can live in some fantasy land but it's not going to serve you so that's me going on and on and on making the same point over and over again for a while but your decision to train is awesome and that's that's my advice wisdom discipline making sure that you are looking out for your knees and if there's a if there's a mental image that you can carve out that might be helpful to you it's every once in a while stop and imagine yourself at 70 Every once in a while, stop and imagine yourself at 60 years old. Imagine yourself being like a 60, 65-year-old black belt who has really trained hard but has really trained smart and is able to look back over this season of their lives with such joy, knowing that they fell in love with jujitsu and they did everything that they needed to do to protect their practice so that they could keep doing it. Imagine yourself being imagine yourself being that age and actually having gotten to like promote somebody to black belt and what that would feel like. Now imagine yourself being a three-stripe white belt who trains too hard, blows out their knee, uh, you know, gets some awful catastrophic injury that they can't reverse and now they have to give up and sit in a chair and get fat and watch UFC and talk about how stupid they were. (laughs) I'll take the black belt over that. So that's my advice and uh, that's a really great question. Let's see what else we have in the pipeline. My name's Jason. I started jujitsu a couple months ago and I love it. I started when I moved to a new area. I just moved across the country and I started at a specific gym because of one of the instructors was there. Just an amazing, amazing guy. Um, 
but he has since left and is starting his own gym in an area too far away to drive to. Now, I've stayed going to these classes, but I'm a little conflicted. There's another gym here that has someone who is the head professor who is also amazing. What is, like, is that against the norm to train at two different gyms? Like, is that like a conflict? Um, what happens when one gym promotes you and the other one doesn't? I'm a little conflicted. Like, I don't know what's the norm, if that would be okay. Um, if you could answer me, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, brother. Thank you so much for that great and fascinating question. So here are some opinions. Uh, and at the end of the day, you are paying to train jiu-jitsu and you can do whatever you want, I guess. But this is the norm and this is what I think is right, appropriate, and best. Your academy is your jiu-jitsu family. And what's normal and what I think is appropriate is for you to have a jiu-jitsu family. And yeah, your head professor is is important. Undoubtedly and inarguably, it's important that you have a professor that you respect and that you enjoy training with. And uh, Hickson Gracie, in his book Breathe, makes the point that every academy takes on the personality of its professor. That's just how it works. And that's true at First Colony, where I train, and it's true at the academies that I am familiar and acquainted with. That's your family, and that's where you train, and that's where you get promoted, and the your training partners and the community that makes up your academy is as important in my opinion as your professor so that is to say you have a you know i have we have a head professor but then we also have our other coaches frizzy and jeff and now you know professor lewis and zach will come in and professor daniel and but for me, my training partners are just as important. And like, even as I sit here and I'm, I'm tempted to start listing people's names, my training partners, and I, I know that I will miss people. And so I'm not going to do it. But the people who make up my academy are, are you know, almost as important as, as my professors and coaches. And they have become you know, some of my dearest friends who I respect and they really are my jiu-jitsu family. And then if Academy is really doing it right, those friendships and relationships translate off the mat, which they do for me. And I can't imagine having that, which for me is one of the best parts of training jiu-jitsu. I can't imagine having that if I was dividing my time to the extent that you're asking about dividing your time. And so that's my opinion. My, my, and I think that's the norm. So my advice to you is to pick an academy. And now we get into the next piece, which is to say, if you've picked your academy and you 
really feel connected to your training partners and you are appreciating and respecting your professor, and that is your family, you should be within your rights to go grab a private with that other professor every once in a while. If that school is having a seminar, you should be free to go to that seminar. If you have friends at that school and that school has an open mat and they're like, hey, why don't you come do our open mat? You should be free to go do that open mat. So section one is, I think you need to pick a home. And I think that you need to base that decision on more than just what you think of the head professor, even though that is important. I think that you need to have a a, a broader criteria for how you choose your school. And you should be free to get a private with that other professor. You should be free to go to seminars, open mats, depending on the relationship with that school. And if your professor says that you cannot associate with another school, that's when you're getting into a problem. That's a problem. Uh, you're, that's when... And if you list, go back and listen to the uh, Rob Ingram McDojo Life episode, he's, a, he's like a world-renowned expert on abuses in the martial arts world. And he says the number one way to recognize that you are in an unhealthy, culty McDojo is when your professor says you can't go anywhere else to do anything. Run as fast as you can from any professor who behaves that way. At the end of the day, yes, you are a member of that family and all of that is true, but you're also a paying customer. And look, here it's, it's, it's plausible that you could have somebody in your area who really is not a great, is, is A, not a great, maybe not a great person, maybe not a good professor, and, you know, and your coach might just be like, oh, gosh, look, if you're going to cross train, maybe you would pick this other school over here or over there. But I think that it's really important. So not to go on and on and on, which I tend to do. I think you need to have a family. I think that needs to be where you do 80% of your training, 90% or more of your training. That's where you get your promotions. That's where you get your stripes. And then cross train a little bit. I know that, and I've talked about this a lot, one of the things that I love about our school is that our coach is like, yeah, go there, have a great time, do your thing, um, bring what you learn back, be safe, represent, represent our school well, and so on and so forth. Um, now, my school has the best in my, of course, of course, it's, you know, it's where I train, so I love it. Um, our affiliation is with is now with BTT and so all of our all of our students can go to BTT as much as they want and all of the BTT guys and girls can come to us as much as they want and it's like it's literally the mo- we're very very fortunate to have the situation that we have but we're affiliated right and so my professor is is with the BTT professors and they're working together 
And this is what, and he, now I'm just going to preach. If you're a professor and you have an academy and you're listening to this podcast right now, first of all, I'm honored that you're listening. Second of all, you, you do your students and your community a disservice by being so compartmentalized and divisive. Uh, we have, jujitsu is growing and jujitsu tends to attract a particular kind of person. And I would hope that if you're a professor and you're listening, that you are not so worried about losing business, losing money, or having some kind of like weird insecurity that, that, you know, says you have to only be here. This is where you can be. And if you, if we find out that you've trained any place else, you're out of here. Uh, let's, let's build jujitsu. Let's build a community. Let's have our, you know, one of the things at some point in time we would like to do is just have an open mat. Like I think we kind of do really Saturday mornings. People are welcome to come to our open mat as they're available. Uh, the insecurity doesn't insecurity doesn't help anybody. So that's a long that's a, a lot of stuff that you didn't ask for, Jason. But I think that I want you to continue to enjoy jujitsu and I want you to do it in a healthy way. And I want you to be able to cross train as you choose, but I do want you to have a family. And that's a good you know, I like to I like that question mostly because it's an opportunity to reflect on my my crew and my expanding my expanding crew and how fortunate I am for the friendships that and relationships that jiu-jitsu has provided and you know hey look we all have families right most of us have a family member that drives us a little crazy <laughs> Some of us have family members that we just have avoid uh, for various reasons. And, you know, that's all normal. Anytime you get a group of human beings together, there are going to be relational challenges and it's up to us to kind of work through them uh, as needed. And it's, it's not always easy and it's not always peachy, but you're family. And so you stay the course, you stay in it, you know, until you can't, but I think across the board, if if you have quote unquote jujitsu family members that are that make you a little crazy, but you know that there's something there for you to learn, what a great place to uh, what a great place to work through that kind of stuff, rather than being somebody who bounces from gym to gym to gym you get offended by something or somebody does something that you don't like or, you know, I don't know. It could be any any number of small, petty things. The, the, the molehills that we turn into mountains and then create upheaval. I don't know. I'm incredibly, I'm not only incredibly fortunate to have the academy of, the academy that I have, but to also be connected with all of you all over the world. You know, it, it, it's just such a, such a funny thing, this My White Belt platform. And I'm 
truly grateful for people who are becoming friends and the people I'm getting to talk to, connect with. So thank you for your thank you for your presence here. If you if you're listening to the podcast and getting value from it, I hope you'll tell your friends about it. I hope you'll tell the people at your academy about it. And I hope that you are really, really getting a ton out of training. I, I know I've gotten a lot of messages routinely about people that are frustrated. It's hard. You're doing a hard, difficult thing that's really good for you. It's making you a better person. Um, it's making you a better person. It's making you a more physically fit person. It's making you a more connected person. It's making you a safer person. It's also making you a more dangerous person in a good way. So thank you for being part of this community. We'll be back next week. I think that next week is going to be a really cool long form interview with somebody that is a big shot in the BJJ world. So I know I said that last week. I'm just working on scheduling stuff. It's super weird. Please subscribe if you are listening on a platform that allows you to write a review and you're really digging it. Please write a review. And I guess that's it for this week. Have a great week of training and we'll see you on the Instagram and we'll see you here next week at My White Belt.